You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. When you take Spider-Man away from everything that he knows, can he still be Spider-Man? Can he still do everything a spider can? Nope. He turns into, <laughs> he turns into monkey spider. <laughs> Night monkey. <laughs> well, he's now your friendly canal Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, in Spider-Man Far From Home, much as the title suggests, he is indeed not in New York City. It's class trip time, and I want to know what fucking public high school he's going to that organizes a trip to all over Europe. No, I've... <laughs> I, I went to a very well-off rich whitey school, and and they organized trips to Europe. Was I, it a public high school? Uh, yeah. It? Wow. I mean, yeah. No, they, they went to the, the the choir at one point went to uh, went to China. Jesus, yeah. our, our school went to like the Seven Eleven down the street. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were going to the poor school. Yeah, we we kind of were. It was a, it was a small town, but Peter yeah, apparently yeah. is doing okay for his Queens High School. <laughs> Tom Holland. Well, it is, it's the it's the technical. Yeah, it's technical the magnet school. school. They give them a little bit more money. You can do. You know that they probably started. You had a Kickstarter, a GoFundMe, it's or prob- probably in a gentrified like neighborhood like yeah. Brooklyn. And it was supposed to only be two places in Europe, which yes, is still a big trip, but. The other stops were kind of unplanned. Yes. Uh, Tom Holland, well, of course, uh, and well coming back as, <laughs> as Spider-Man now. And I like the fact that – because I remember one of the questions people were saying, well, wait a minute. Like if because of the – well, they're calling in this movie the blip, yes. the five-year difference for some people who came back after being dusted in uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War. There's a five-year difference. So a lot of people would have gotten older. It's like, so how did that affect them? And this movie does, in fact, address that, but yeah. only with one student who was – uh, was he even? Was there even a younger actor playing him? In the I first movie? I don't know. You, you would have to go back. Oh, uh, you know. Well, Marvel. You know, they, they they had some other things in this that were shout outs to, to other stuff. That's in the fair. MCU. They did. They so there's a very uh, interesting callback. Yeah, there's some very super deep, deep, deep cuts. Yeah. Deep cuts in this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Rick, you know, but it, but it was good. I'm like, well, I was sitting with Rick, Rick Claw, and me, he was just like, well, I wonder how they're going to handle that thing. And like right off the bat, they're like, okay, here's what happened, and they do it in a, a really enjoyable format. Too. Yeah, they like. I mean, start off with the premise of like, oh, it's the school's like very poorly run news show. So the video announcements <laughs> yeah, that are, yeah. are done in so a lot of classrooms now. So. In memoriam yeah. for all the heroes who have left and them worrying, well, what happens now? Is this a world without the Avengers? Who will be the new Iron Man? Which is a question that flies through a lot of this film and is repeated often because Tony obviously felt very close to Peter, and one of the big characters in here, and and his sort of connection to that is John Favreau returning as Happy Hogan, which personally I was very happy to see. I'm, yeah. I'm so glad Favreau gets to keep having fun in this universe because <laughs> he launched it. Yes, honestly, in Endgame, <laughs> yeah. when you see him there at the funeral, you're just like, "Dad, you just seem like like damn, I did this for ten years. This is amazing." But when he he shows up with Peter, he's like, "Oh, I think you should know that uh, Nick Fury is going to call you." And uh, I was like, wait, I don't want to talk to Nick Fury. <laughs> I mean, literally, he's like, you don't ghost Nick Fury. <laughs> but 
there's a connection. He's given a present of a, a set of glasses that Tony Stark designed that are like, I think they said it was like a billion dollar pair of glasses that yeah. tie into a satellite war machine and outer Well, they, they, they tie into a lot of, of, of the, the, the Stark systems, you know, whenever you, yeah, see an Iron Man movie. He's talking to Jarvis or some form of, of AI that that is, you know, kind of got this this world access. And, and it, that's basically what this is, and, and it can tap into other people's phones. Yeah. And you know, it gives like, him the, the straight up power over the Stark Empire's technology, pretty much, which yeah. is pretty intimidating thing to hand to a sixteen year old yeah. boy. Yeah. And as it is, I mean, he's devastated that t- Tony is gone. And oh, spoiler, sorry. Um, and yeah, tell us this review if you haven't seen Endgame. Yeah, it's a little too late now, I guess. Well, and there's there's the the film sets up that there there's a big power vacuum, and the fact that you know we are living in a the, this this world with with superheroes, uh, this great big event has happened, and the heavy hitters are really kind of MIA after after the big battle in uh, uh, Endgame. It's like. Thor's not around. Captain Marvel's not around. Captain America is supposedly dead. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, he's yeah, uh, but I'm I'm sure that's that's not the story that's that sure. they offered. Uh, you know, Tony Black Panther is Tony's dead. dead. Scarlet Scarlet Witch is dead. Yeah, uh, the uh, um, Scarlet Witch. Not Scarlet Witch. Black Widow. Black Widow. Black Widow's dead. Presumably, Black Panther's back in Wakanda doing whatever you do in Wakanda on the downtimes sure. party. I would imagine. Um, <laughs> everybody's off doing their own thing in the. Avengers as a team unit are are that's just not there anymore. Right. The world is confused. What happens next? What happens when there's another big threat? And Peter is feeling a lot of pressure to step up, especially when finally uh, uh, Nick Fury gets a hold of him and says, "Look, you got to step up. I get it. You're in high school and all, but no one cares. <laughs> You're you. The world needs you, and you have to step up." And he's like, "But I'm on vacation with school, and I have this whole plan. I'm gonna." Finally, ask out MJ. I've got this whole elaborate <laughs> plan set up, and, and he's like, "Nobody cares. Yeah. There's a threat." And I'll, and here, let me introduce you to this guy, uh, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, Quentin Beck, who later gets uh, gets the name of Mysterio as sort of like a in a very God. What am I thinking of? A very sort of DC arrow sort of way, and the, the kids kind come of, up with it. I mean, they, they 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 did it kind of organically. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't mean that in a bad yeah. way. I like that aspect that they're always fighting to come up well, with the names. The, I like the, the, I like the way it came up was like them being the stupid American high school student who's like. Oh, Mysterio, that's his name. No, that's Italian for mystery man. It's like, yeah. Mysterio. It's like, God, it's like, I just wanted, like, MJ to imagine, like, God damn it, no. So, Mysterio basically explains to, to them, uh, to Peter, look, there are these, I come from a different world, like a parallel Earth. I like the little joke saying, this is Earth 616, which in the comics, like, there have been so that's, many different Elseworlds worlds and stuff. The and that's actual the continuity. Marvel continuity. Supposedly. Which they'll say the movie sense. universe is another number now. Yeah, they actually yes. have it somewhere. They point, do. I forget what it, what it is. is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they said it in the comics, though. Yes, they've defined yeah. it now in the comics. Yeah. Um, they said these, these threats that ended my world, these elementals, uh, they're here now, and I need your help to try and stop them before they become too powerful. And they're appearing, and he's got a way of tracking where they're going to appear in all these European cities. So uh, Nick basically, for all extents and purposes, kidnaps Peter after he sort of demurs, like, I'm not powerful enough for something like this. You need one of the heavy hitters. And, and basically... Uh, Makes off with his entire school's tour of Europe by having them conveniently get, like, 
lots of cool tickets and places to stay. <laughs> well, yeah, because his teacher them. Martin Starr is completely oblivious to everything, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I whined enough so that they gave me a bumped up trip." He's like, "Sure, you did. Sure." Now, I don't want to say too much here for those people who aren't. I mean, I think your average person is is familiar enough with some of the characters and their names in this thing to have some idea of what is going to be happening here and that everything is not exactly as it appears. If you're a long-time Spider-Man fan, you 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 kind of will see a a shoe that's going to drop. If you're if you're not, uh, you 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 may not, and certainly there haven't been any any major spoilers in the the the, the previews. And and by all means, I recommend that you that you go in cold because it's 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 a good drop. Yeah, right. I, and even as someone who was like, okay, this has got to happen, it's very well executed the way they did. I yeah. was I was a, actually kind of amazed that they 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 pulled it off so well they, because it, it could have been very clunky. They use some of the other characters that uh, side characters that they're developing really well in this movie to help draw that story. In in there and then when it happens, it's one of the more visually stunning segments of this movie too, which is kind of what it needed to be. There's a lot of also nice stuff going on, although it's occasionally clunky. Like the, the the student, the the teachers. There's a point I was like, nobody cares. They could have been cardboard cutouts, and I would have almost preferred. You could have taken JB Smooth out, and it wouldn't have affected. It me. would have. It would have yeah. helped. It would have helped. And I don't. I don't know why. You know, I, I know he's he's got a certain coolness factor, but but yeah, he he really wasn't doing much other than. You know, he was he was kind of playing Bud Abbott to Martin Starr's Lucasello. Going, it's all it's all witches, man. It's <laughs> it's goofy and it's looking for inserting humor into a movie that doesn't need that extra no. humor inserted. He, it's already doing quite fine he, on that. He level. adds a bit that you know is good, but it's definitely they keep coming back to them even a little bit more than it's needed. Uh, yeah. Zendaya as MJ, they're fully developed, uh, further developing her character and the side of her that's kind of like <laughs> like a little on the dark side. Yeah. Um, and she's a lot of fun. He's given so much more to do here, I thought, as well as I really like that uh, his best friend, Ned, played by Jacob Batalon, Batalon? Batalon. Batalon, uh, is given a whole little subplot, which ties right in with the continuity of the comics, where he has a a wonderfully cute meet-cute with the now-introduced Betty Brandt character. You can't imagine them having any connection, and they are smart enough to figure out a way to do it off camera that makes it really funny. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge uh, uh, shout out Easter egg to longtime fans and their relationship in this where how it shows in this movie is honestly I, I, really I just hilarious. Can't, I can't wait until the next movie where Ned becomes the Hobgoblin. Uh, I, okay. <laughs> I do want to say also um, what they did with uh, Flash in this movie, uh, Tony Rivolori. Yeah, like they keep him up with you know how he was in the first movie, but they kind of layer in some of the subtle hints at like. This is why Flash is the way Flash is, which you know because they, they, yeah they they dropped in some darker elements there that you're like oh this is probably going to play into a, a plot down well, the road because you know if you're his, a long time Spider Man you know where Flash Thompson goes you know that honestly in Spider Man continuity in the long run he is a major character and super important so I'm glad that they're kind of helping layer that in so they can try to work him some more in the future stories yeah, yeah, Tom Hardy's going to be really pissed off when he takes over for Venom because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a really good actor and I'm curious to see what'll where they'll take no, his, it's his, a, uh, his character in the next movie it's a great rewiring of a, of a character you know like in the 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 the, the Raimi trilogy. He was played by by Joe Manganiello, right. <laughs> you know, which is the typical Flash, kind of a muscle bound jerk. And in this, he's 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 not muscle bound at all. He's not a jock, but he's 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 a jerk. Nonetheless. He's the perfect magnetic version. But of they that, they, yeah. they still they they do the bit where 
which is very much from the comics where he just adores Spider-Man above all else, which is, is great. And there's a, a psychedelic aspect of this film in that uh, the eventual antagonist uh, uses illusions, yeah. uh, very high tech illusions, and, and what does Spider Man do when he's can't? He doesn't even understand anything he's seeing. None of it is real. It's all hallucinatory. Well, it's a great excuse to finally do what we've never really seen done extremely well in these films, which is an exploration of how. Peter's spider sense works in combat. What's yes. spider sense? <laughs> oh, the Peter Tingle. The Peter Tingle. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, it is will forever, henceforth and forever be known in the MCU. <laughs> uh, I actually found that that was a cool sort of backdoor into doing that because he, at this point, hasn't had to develop. He's aware it's there, but it seems like he hasn't really yeah. worked at it because he's had the advantage of all the Stark tech. And yeah. now here he is over there without it. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, going, oh shit. I, I really love those sequences. And if you're if you're a longtime reader, and I mean this features stuff that goes back to the sixties, the the those sequences are filled with oh, yeah. Easter eggs. And they're 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 really brilliantly done. They are gorgeous the illusion scenes and when they work uh, when they get to it, as Bo said, like the way if you've read and even like half the old comics in the Mysterio comics and stuff like that, in Spider-Man comics, you will recognize so much of the imagery that they honestly nailed. Yeah, there's a lot of callbacks. I mean, even the so-called elementals in here are not specifically these other characters, but were very much intended as a nod to the Spider-Man comic book villains, Hydro Man and Molten Man. They, they do actually others. get a call off to Hydro Man when they say when yeah. uh, the BuzzFeed article. Yeah, is, is like all right. You, win, you, win, you get a point for that one. Uh, which, you know, tells me they don't have any interest in actually developing those actual characters Not in the right Spider-Man now, movies yeah, anytime yeah. soon. They're, which they're, is they're, probably they're, they're, a... Yeah, Hydro Man. Fix nerds. Hydro Man's a tough sell. He, he really yeah, is. <laughs> I am still hoping to see a really great version of the Sandman at some point sure. in the future films, but there's no hint of him yet. There's a lot of stuff to really like. I actually thought overall this was stronger than the first film. I very much agree. I think we talked about this after the movie that... I like Homecoming a lot. I really love, you know, the casting, uh, but especially our villain and of Tom Holland. But there's parts of that movie that I'm just like, I don't know. I'm not fully connecting with this as much as I still love the movie. And this one, I feel like, gets past some of that after the first act. It's, well, it's one of the only movies in the MCU that that can be kind of truly standalone. Like if if you've gone from the 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 two Amazing Spider-Mans and then the Raimi trilogy. To this, if you if you've heard of what some of the end game spoilers are, you can see you can go into this blind and you'll have enough information and they'll give you enough information. Yeah, I and mean, all the characters have their own arcs and everything. It's a it's a complete standalone movie. Yeah, you don't you don't need to to see like this is if, if you haven't seen a single MCU flick, this is kind of. The, your your new entry point because this is there there is some stuff in here if you stick around that is setting up future arcs and where the where they're going to take this now but it's also a it's it's really standalone and b it's entertaining in a in a broader sense uh and after Infinity War and Endgame, this, this, we, we, we kind of need a break. <laughs> there's, there's certainly gravitas in this, there, there's pathos, but there's a lot of lighthearted energy, and, and that's great, because it, it, you, you kind of need this, you know, they, they've been kind of doling out the Ant-Mans to, to keep right. us, sure. like, from, from completely 
like wanting to throw ourselves off a bridge, but, but I think <laughs> uh, this same, one really brings time, us back this in. This is, as Feggy has said, this is the epilogue to the entire first yeah. round of Marvel films. This is the last, he considers it the last film in this original series and whatever. Because of the, the Infinity Saga. So. Y- yeah, and whatever's next is the true beginning of, of the next one. But it's also kind of a palate cleanser at the same time. It's like we still need to shake off Endgame, and this, I think, does that a lot better than the Ant-Man film, the second Ant-Man film did. There's just a lot of fun to be had here, and there's a lot more of what's really important at this point of Peter Parker. Uh, Peter Parker's story is him learning more about who he wants to be and what he considers his place in the world to be as a superhero. And even in this, like I said, in that sense of continuing to develop those and him exploring the powers that he has. I mean, eventually, there's a point you realize in the comics always where Spider-Man could beat the Hulk because he's just powerful enough and smart enough combined to do it. But Peter's nowhere near there yet. I do love there. There is one scene where it's just Peter being brilliant for a second, and it's just like, thank you for just including at least one moment of Peter showing he is almost always the smartest guy in the room. And Jalen Hall is so good in this. He's just so charming and likable, and he uh, has a great line where it's like Peter's nerding out and Samuel Jackson, everybody's kind of looking at him askance, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And Jalen Hall goes, never apologize for being the smartest yes. guy in the room. I was like, oh, man, that's a that's a great moment. <laughs> right there. It's like the, those moments when Peter actually gets a pat on the head. Uh, but let's go to final thoughts, and JC, why don't you get us started? Um, yeah, I love Spider-Man, and so it's, it's a really, these movies are always a really easy sell for me. Um, and I, I'm, my favorite of the three, to break it down to Raimi Trilogy, The Amazing, and this one, I, I still prefer, and I like the overall tone of the Andrew Garfield movies a little bit better than this. What? I, yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't know about better um, than this, but I do like it better than most people give it credit for. Yeah, <sighs> they're, they're highly underrated. Um, but... The the way that this fits into the larger puzzle, I think, gives it gets a ton of credit for that, uh, and so I'm, I like that it looks like the next movie is going to go into him out of high school, or at least he's going to grow up rather, really rather quickly, uh, and so that's kind of what I was looking forward to. Um, but yeah, this is this is a really good standalone Spider-Man movie, I think. If out of all the movies out there, if you want to introduce someone to this character who, for whatever reason, wouldn't know anything about it or wouldn't be familiar, I think this would be a good starting point. And even to see this and then go back and see uh, Homecoming, I don't think would be too confusing for someone. So I, I think it's a really good movie overall. Um, probably one of my favorite Spider-Man movies overall. I would give it uh, uh, 8 out of 10 uh, ball taps. What about you, Ben? So, as I said, I, I still am not the biggest fan of Homecoming. I, I really enjoy it, but I think this one fixes a lot of that issue. As I said, after the first act, pretty much once Peter and Mysterio kind of start interacting, you get, I think, a lot stronger of a movie. Uh, as we said, Ned gets a lot more to do. Zendaya is so great as MJ here. I love what they're developing her. It's kind of a mix between uh, you know MJ from like the Ultimate Universe and also the one from like the the new uh, Spider-Man game that came out in the last year, but also then just developing her more into kind of like just a straight kind of weird teenager character. Which trust me, I know a lot of those weird teenagers. But <laughs> how do you know all these weird teenagers? Look, I have forums I go to, Chris. It's not important. We'll get to that later. <laughs> but no, it's uh just like it. I love what they're doing with her character, where she has she has so much to do with the plot in this movie, and she drives so much of it forward and. I also love like the chemistry between her 
and Tom Holland. Like they actually feel like you know those two people who like keep you know glancing at each other. You know that. It just works. That, that nervous high school. Yes. They're, they obviously should be together, but like and, neither and one of them is good at this. Their, their moment uh, towards the end uh, on the bridge, I really like that moment where it's just like, yeah, that's that's such a perfect, awkward, be cute moment. And it's just, yeah, honestly, I lo- I, I'm such a classic Spider-Man fan. I love seeing that relationship between Peter and MJ finally, you know, develop. And, and then, yeah, the action's great. The, I think all the visual effects really work really well. And they really do a great justice to Mysterio, who is a character that I always worry would be really hard to translate into live action mm-hmm. because you have to do so much with effects. Um, overall, uh, I was going to give it probably an eight. I will say stay for the mid credit scene because that alone bumps it up at least a half a point for me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, 8.5, almost drone striking your bus. Oh, speaking of that, and I know there's a lot of Marvel fans who were like, yeah, I just haven't, I, I saw Endgame, but I haven't seen Captain Marvel yet. I'll get around to it. Trust me, watch Captain Marvel before you watch this film. It helps. Yeah. Quite a bit. You definitely want to do that. Uh, Bo? Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I like Homecoming fine. I didn't have any major problems with it. Uh, I've very much enjoyed uh, the, the introduction of Spider-Man into the MCU, which is something that I, I originally was not all that big of a fan of, but, you know, since he, he appeared in Civil War, they, they, they've been consistently striking the right notes. Uh, you know, this is what it is. It, it, it's, it, you know, the movie that they're, they're not having to do any patchwork, uh, and they can let the, the character breathe a little bit more. Uh, they're, they're not doing any heavy lifting as far as setting up new storylines, even though there there is a little bit of that there. Uh, you know, this is kind of the perfect interstitial movie between the, 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 the old pre-endgame stuff and, you know, what we'll be heading into in the future. Uh, and it's very much a MCU Spider-Man movie. Uh, and, you know, there, there are things that are pro, that I have a pro and con attitude about that. I, I, once again, like the fact that he's in the universe, but, but sometimes it, there, there's a certain intimacy to, 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 you know, Peter Parker, uh, that we don't get out of, out of, like, say, someone like Captain America or Thor, because he is a little bit more street level, because he is very young. Um, and sometimes I think that's, that's a little lost because they, they really wanted to, you know, make it reasonable that this, you know, kid ends up going to space with the fucking Avengers. <laughs> um, and so they, they kind of have to deal with, with the fallout of that. Um, and so you, they're, they're, you know, you're, you're not getting some intimate moments. Uh, you know, throughout the, uh, you know, the, the college trip. I mean, he's basically got Nick Fury on his case going like, hey, 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 eyes on the prize, Parker, we, we gotta, we gotta take care of the, these elemental things. And he's still worried the whole time about Happy Hogan hitting on his own. Uh, right. <laughs> and, you know, I almost and forgot that beat blood. I, 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 I do love it when they, you know, the movie does occasionally toss a very Peter Parker problem into his, his lap. You know, the whole idea, like, it's just, a, you know, I just want to tell a girl that I like her, <laughs> you know, but I guess ultimate responsibility. And that's, that's great. You know, I, I do love that. Uh, you know, I'm more a, I'm more a fan of the the Peter Parker in college than Peter Parker in high school model. Yeah. But this has done a, a, a good job with that. Uh, you know, and I'm I'm you know I'm curious to see where the the franchise goes. This this is a a really good start to uh, you know 
a, a two or three other Spider-Man movies, standalone Spider-Man movies that, that, you know, let him, let him flex a little and watch the character mature into, you know, that adult Peter Parker that I'm also a huge fan of. So yeah, uh, this, this, this hit a lot of marks for me and, and nothing, nothing felt tinny. I, I would just say, you know, uh, if you're if you're more of an Andrew Garfield fan, you're, you're probably not gonna get behind this as much because it's it's layered with the MCU, and and if if you can get past that, if that's not a problem for you, and it certainly isn't for me, then I think you're gonna really enjoy it. Uh, I give it uh, eight and a half pairs of uh, very expensive sunglasses uh, that don't quite work with your look yet. <laughs> Yeah, this is everything that it needs to be, especially considering where it takes place in the continuity of the films. It's that perfect little palate cleanser. It's the perfect way to evolve Parker at its worst. And it isn't at points kind of annoying is, like I said, some of the, the side high school level humor, especially the stuff with the two teachers that just didn't need to be there. It just gets a little overly goofy when honestly, the, there are some, so many really genuinely funny bits in here just w- between Ned and Peter or Peter and MJ or between especially Peter and Happy who are just great on screen together. Right. Every time the two of them were together, <laughs> I was like, this is, firing on all cylinders, and I want to see more of the two of them interacting. Well, uh, and also, the little bit we get to see of Aunt May in this movie, yeah. again, she just... She, uh, Marissa Tomei has done such a good job just falling into that character. Ag- agreed. Uh, this is a good time had in the theater by all. It's a better Spider-Man film than the first one. Although I would argue that perhaps the Vulture is uh, a slightly more interesting antagonist than the one in this film, but I mean, I, I, just, I personally... I, I, okay, but I, I found him personally a little bit more engaging, but at the same time, that's not really putting down this antagonist either. Uh, it's it's a more interesting and twisty plot-wise towards... Uh, towards I, I will say this. Uh, the, the Marvel version of Spider-Man has hands down done a much better job at, at presenting the villains than anything that's come before it. Oh, very Hands true. down. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't think you're going to be disappointed ultimately here. I know there's been some Marvel films where the biggest complaint were the villains were a little bland, and Marvel seems to have gotten past that. Yes. Uh, I figured out that that was an issue they were having early on and have addressed it and worked at it and gotten really good at it. And this one is no exception. Um, I am going to give it eight and a half out of ten massive twist drops in the final seconds of the film. Oh, yeah. So, by the way, I'm going to go to spoiler mode here. So, anybody doesn't want to know yet, is watching this and like, no, I want to find out for myself, cut it off here. Okay? Have you stopped? Have you scrambled to press the stop button? No, really, stop. No, please, because wow. you will want to see this right. dropping that, like, every the whole world knows that he's Peter Parker. Oh, Jesus Christ. I was, I was like, yeah. I mean, because it's such a big data drop already, the whole, like, wait, Mysterio putting up this video, setting it into the thing that we all know and love in the comics. Oh, nobody really trusts Spider-Man because right. they think he's a secretly a villain. Great but way to they, move that into and there. They, they've also set up the, the J. Jonah Jameson of this universe to be more of a, 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 an info war. Right. Again, like Alex Jones type. So, I mean, there, there is some, some credible, you know, credible deniability. He, he's very much the one from, again, the Spider-Man vi- video game where he's kind of just like a podcaster who's just yeah. really irate. Yeah. Which is who he is in the comic books now. Right. Yeah. You know, 
saying. Like, so they've adapted it really well here. And do we want to? We've already yeah, well, we're already in spoilers. Is J.K. Simmons in this? Bringing back J.K. Simmons. Oh my! Who else would you get? Everybody in the world was like, they're not going to bring back J.K. And that's a shame. But but we wish you would. But we know you're not. So who would you want to play him? And then it was like. Guys, like fucking score. We have listened to the fans yeah. and went, this is what they want. This is what yeah, they're going to get. Jakey Simmons has always said he's loved playing that character, too. Oh, yeah. And he's so, yeah, he is so, he's as much that character as Robert Downey Jr. was Tony Stark. Yes. Where you, you can't imagine someone else playing it. Yeah, no, <laughs> exactly. It's it's the forever branded. Okay. And that, Indeed. the way they turn it, too, also, about where it starts with, like, Oh, he's saying that Spider Man caused this problem. You're like, you're already like, that's already going to be a big change in this universe. And then he drops the name, and you're like, literally, I felt like kind of like a gasp of the guy, like, shit, they're going there. Yeah. yeah. I know. I was like, wait, that's not supposed to happen until uh, Civil War. Wait, we already had Civil yeah, War. Over. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> 